With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Get all the latest football headlines and bite-sized opinion in the brand new Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Join Mark Smith, Martin Gritton and a conveyor belt of guests as they dissect all the biggest stories in one small, perfectly formed package. Take five to ten minutes out of your day to stay up to date with everything that matters in football. Whether it's a big result from the night before, a new excuse from Jurgen Klopp, a shocker of a VAR decision or a new chapter in the ongoing Man United soap opera, we will cover it. All the latest news every weekday lunchtime on the Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Look for the Whistleblowers wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Sarah Lessinger in the chair, standing in for the Nigel Rothband, and still recovering from the excitement of England's performance against Italy on Friday. As if it's not bad enough not getting to watch City for two weeks, we have to endure the England team making even the mighty Phil Foden look average. And there we were, all thinking that it was coming home. Still in moaning from me, there's plenty to talk about, especially with a Manchester derby coming up. And I'm delighted to be joined by two men who are the epitome of excitement. So, uh, welcome, Edward Timpson. Hello, Edward. Hello, Sarah. Great to be with you. Good. Ramp up those excitement levels, Edward, especially if we <laughs> draw to the subject of England. Um, and also, welcome to Spencer Debson. Hello, Spencer. Good evening, Sarah. Excellent. That's what I like. Excitement to kick us off. Um, now, the, the good news is this is the Man City show, so we don't have to talk about England. But I, I did want to kick off by picking up on something that um, came out sort of after the match in terms of some of the pundits and also, I, I dare to say, a few City fans on Twitter, which is a, a question mark over Kyle Walker's form and whether he's been the same player since the injury he had towards the back end of last season. Um, so, you know, just to weave in a bit of England, but also, of course, more importantly, City. Um, Spencer, what, what, any thoughts from you on whether Walker's form has gone downhill a little bit this season? Well, I do think it has. I do think it has. And when you're coming off from uh, consistent high levels of performance uh, and when the cameras are, are on every 
nook and cranny of the uh, of the game in and analysis an, analyzing of performances um then you're open to these these sorts of criticisms i do think he has come off a little bit uh, i think his speed is not quite what it was and of course that was his uh, very big um attribute um, but he's still playing at a high level. Uh, I do think he's got a, a great attitude to the game. Whenever you see him interviewed, you know he's a, he's an absolute professional, and I think very focused on on giving his best. So I think we, he's getting too much criticism, but but certainly he is he, he is off the level that he that we're used to getting from him year in year out. That's for sure. I guess that's one of the challenges, isn't it? Playing for City, that you you're expected to perform at such a high level that even the slightest drop off gets uh, jumped upon. But he was certainly. Um, some criticised him for standing off the Italian player who scored on Friday night, Edward. D- d- do you share Spencer's view that there's been a bit of drip- drop-off in Walker's form? I think to a certain extent, yes, uh, in as much as we got so used to him performing at that such high-level season after season uh, and using his pace uh, not only to uh, to help us down that right side and, and in an attacking sense, but also to recover uh, when things don't quite go to plan. But it just seems to be one or two more instances that have crept in more than usual. And maybe some of his physicality has, has dropped off a little bit. But I think we, we still have to re- recognise him as a very high quality, um, still able to play at a, a world-class level. It does beg the question, though, over the next couple of seasons, who we're going to be having in that position at City at right back. And maybe now's the time to start thinking. So I think he's around 31, 32 years of age. Uh, where are we going to find the next Carl Walker or the equivalent right back that we're going to need to take City to the to the next uh, phase of of their development? So he's still he's still a great player, he's still someone I think we'll be able to rely on all season. He's been fairly injury free, apart from the one he's had re- recently, which may be still niggling him. But overall, I think we can still rely on him for the rest of this season and recognise that maybe the dip in form every so often. Yeah, and I, again, I mean, I think largely most City's fans would say that Walker's one of our best ever buys. Um, certainly he sort of started with at the beginning of the Guardiola period. And I think you're right, Edward. I don't think he has ever really let us down. He's had the odd daft red card. Um, uh, he's had the odd uh, unjust red card as well. But, um, uh, but you raise an interesting point about his replacement. Spencer, any thoughts on at what point Walker might need to be replaced and any thoughts about who might do it? Well, you know, he is 31, 32, and he has been asked to play in a much more advanced role, I think, in these opening games of this season. Um, And he's, you know, all the players are excellent at City, aren't they? But you might criticise, you know, he's he's no Cancelo in terms of range of passing and sort of dexterity. Um, You know, he's a classic uh, old-fashioned um, right back, for, 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 as far as I, I I would say. So it, a little bit depends on you know our, for the next right back to to take that that uh, that perch sort of full time. You know, are we looking for a, another Cancelo type uh, player? You know, who'll be playing on the offence uh, more than defence, if you like, or are we looking for a player that um, you know is 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 a safety first uh, person with with the sort of pace that Walker's got? Can't answer that question, um, but uh, certainly you would imagine in in a year or two years maximum, you know, he would be phased out um, inevitably, and um, I look forward to his replacement. Yeah, one of the um, one of the interesting things about his replacement is um, in the context of how long we hold on to Guardiola for. Um, I couldn't. Speaking of excitement, I could barely contain myself when I read on the very reliable source of Twitter that he might be extending for three years. Um, let's hope that's true. Um, but obviously, 
it, Cancelo plays in a particular way as a fullback, which I don't think any of us had ever really seen. And and you wonder whether um, how much that will influence City's purchases from now on in terms of whether they're going to end up with players who fitted the way Guardiola wanted them to play, but doesn't don't necessarily play in a conventional way that another manager might want. Do, do, how much do you think City will be thinking about that as they start to, or you know, continue to map who they might buy over the next two or three years? Edward, do you any thoughts on that? Well, I think it's worth looking back not that many years ago when we were really quite worried about the uh, porous nature of our defence uh, when Guardiola first came in and, and we, we were desperate to get uh, a couple of centre-backs that we could uh, rely on and, and we got that and still the left-back issue, which we still ponder. I know Gomez is there, it's still early days, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, but the right-back, we haven't really had to think about too much, apart from whether it's Walker or we go for the Cancelo approach, um, and more recently him playing Stones out there, uh, which suggests to me that, uh, yes, he likes people who are flexible in the team, so they'll be able to play right-back, perhaps another position as well. So that may be where he wants to look. But ultimately, we still have to have a very, very solid, uh, gnarly uh, and, and um, reliable defence, irrespective of whether it's left, right, left back, right back or, or in the middle. So I would hope that if, in terms of their planning for the future, both looking at the academy, seeing anyone who, that we can come through and nurture, we'd love to see that at City. We never have, can have enough academy players in the first team if they're up to it. But also someone who uh, may have some of those Kinsella qualities, but can do uh, the hard stuff and we'll do the tracking back, and we'll be physical um, at the back. And that's where Walker actually has been indispensable over the last uh, four or five seasons, because he's been able to do both, although he may just be starting to lose that edge a little bit. So and a, mm. a replacement's going to be very, very hard to find. Yeah, it is. And, and you, you mentioned the academy, and of course, one of the interesting things about the academy is most of the players that have had an impact on the first team, Foden being the obvious example, but Palmer and to a lesser extent, McAtee, um, are all midfielders or attack-minded players. And we've not yet brought an academy player through to become a kind of regular part of the defence. Um, I'll sort of leave the strikers out of it because it's such a kind of, and, and, and we're very happy with our striker anyway at the moment. Um, but, but is Rico Lewis potentially an answer for us at right back, Spencer? Um, I've only seen him a few times. Uh, my son Anthony was is really as a really big fan of him. I mean, he does look. He, he's got flair, hasn't he? So we always respond to the the flair and and the and the um, sort of flamboyance. But you know, is he uh, is he a quality right back? Is someone who's really going to bed into the team? You'd like to think it's got great potential. I mean, the ability of the academy to produce you know a a, a good number of quality players. I mean, look at the sales that we made this summer. You know, for 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 multi million with thirty million pounds of academy players, I think were sold this summer. So um, he's a, he is a great prospect. I'd love to love to think he could come through. Wouldn't it be great for another uh, city academy player to really come through like Phil Foden and establish themselves in the team for years to come? I think that would be uh, a great outcome. So would love to think so. But I must say, I do think it um, it needs to be a sort of a, a defense first player. I don't think City can handle. Two Cancelos, if you know what I mean, because it is, it is so unique in what he does. Um, and when we're going forward, I think we tend to drop into a back three and so on, rather than a back two. You know, so um, I think we'll, 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 I suspect we'll go into the market when the time is right and buy big again. Um, but would love to think that that, that he could come through and, and contribute. Yes, yeah, so somebody who can occasionally hoof it. You mean rather than 
always play a beautiful pass with the outside of his right foot or left foot. I'll take that as well. Yeah, all right, that'll do us, that'll do us. So, um, as you know, the theme of today's show is is excitement and uh, what could be more excited than a Manchester derby. But before we come to that excitement... um, and uh, sticking slightly with the England theme, it, it obviously we're building up to the World Cup, which kicks off, I think, in the middle of November and takes us through until Boxing Day when fixtures resume. Um, and it strikes me that, of course, that's the bit of the season when City traditionally motor on. They're not usually the best starters, although we've had a decent start this season. But that's when we really grind out or indeed flare out fantastic results and start to put a bit of daylight between us and our rivals, usually. How much do you think the World Cup, Edward, is going to impact on the sort of momentum and rhythm that all football teams need to be successful? Is it is it going to really make a difference, do you think? I think that's a really, really good question, Sarah. And we only have ever had a scintilla of what that might be like with the, the African Nations Cup and, and players uh, disappearing in, in January and, and affecting some uh, Premier teams more than others. But this is going to be much more wholesale. The, the big clubs like City, who are going to be at the top of the league, are going to lose most of their squad. Um, fortunately for us, um, our talismanic striker won't be going to the World Cup um, unless he's going to go and watch some football. And we've got one or two other players, Mares, for example, who who won't be there. So we've we've got potential for any niggles to get rested and then to come back fresh. But I I, I do worry a little bit, your, your point that you, you rightly make, that we, we tend to grow into the season. And with this uh, imposed break, there could be all, all sorts of consequences, players coming back, losing a bit of form, they don't have a great World Cup, and, and that may then feed into their, their, their play in the, in the Premier League. But of course, it's the same for all teams. And you look at Arsenal, who have been on a roll, and maybe this is the thing that's going to break that spell uh, and put them back to where they probably should be, which is just inside the top four rather than uh, nestling at the top of the division. So I think every team's going to have that issue, particularly those in the, the top six who are going to lose most of their squad. But I think I think Pep and his team will be conscious of that and they'll be thinking hard about how they uh, are going to play the games up until the World Cup. We've got uh, eight games, I think, in October. Uh, five Premier League games. So there's still a lot to play for. And if we can perhaps get a bit of breathing space between us and the rest of the pack by then uh, and regroup after the World Cup, when, of course, England are going to win it, as we all know, based on the, the game this uh, this week, that uh, that, that will then uh, lead us through to the rest of the season. But yes, it's a new challenge. I think it's an interesting one to see how it's going to play out because I don't think we can just assume we'll just take, take up from where we left off. Yeah. And, and of course, every City fan loves the words breathing space, whether it's in a game or whether yeah. it's halfway through the season. It's one of our favourite phrases. What's your take on this, Spencer? And, and I'm, it's particularly that because everyone makes a very valid point that, of course, every team is going to be affected, particularly the, the top teams. But it, it's the point about momentum, I think, that worries me because that is something that City are better at than anybody. Every team is affected by rhythm, but, you know, we have been the kings of momentum for the last few seasons. How much do you think this is going to be an issue? You know, it's impossible to call, isn't it? I mean, all we can say, I suppose, is that all all the top teams are in the same boat. Um, They will have most of their squad uh, away on international duty, unless uh, the great great exceptions that prove the rule. You know, Erling Haaland's not there. You know, if he carries on uh, and he's had a month rest, then then Lordy knows what he might be in, <laughs> you know, feeling like on return. He's 
probably itching to get back and probably frustrated not to be playing in the World Cup. So, and I think uh, from memory, the World Cup ends on the 18th of December. Uh, I might, I've not really checked on the things, but I think we then sort of launched back into the, the league season um, and sort of hit that with a bang sort of thing. Um, so I, we can't say whether it will work in our favour or otherwise, but I do think it, it's, it's, it's helpful to us clearly that, uh, you know, Mares and, and Haaland are not going. Um, but I, I think I think we're we're in a good vein of form. I mean, I was looking at the Opta stats that came out this week, weren't they? And they were, you know, favourable as you might expect to all the City players. But you know, Haaland, De Bruyne, Cancelo coming high on the sort of critical stats. Um, so I think I think we'll 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 do well until the World Cup. And there's no reason to think on on return that we won't continue that form. Sincerely hope so. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This may well be a one-off having a World Cup in the middle of a season rather than at the end of it. But... um, it's going to be interesting to see what impact it has on all the teams, I think, when they come back. And and just picking up on something you said, Edward, about Arsenal being in their rightful place, fourth or third or wherever you might put them, but certainly not top. Um, I, uh, I I was reading, I read a load of old rubbish, as you can tell from the things I quote on this programme. But one of the things I was reading the other day was that um, one of these amazing football supercomputer predictors has predicted that, Arsenal are going to win the league, I think, actually, by three points from City. Uh, City are going to win all their home games, but they're going to lose or draw a few away. Uh, and Arsenal are going to, I think they're going to get 86 points and City are going to get 83. Now, obviously, this is hugely reliable, so we're going to take it very seriously. Um, but I, I guess it's it's valid to ask, I suppose, with Arsenal sitting top and performing reasonably well under the guidance of Arteta. Um, do you think this Arsenal are a serious threat to City? And if not, who are the serious threats this season? Spencer? Well, uh, I, I don't think that there's any team that has got the uh, uh, consistency and uh, ability to operate at a high level for a consistent period as City. I, I really don't. I mean, I think Arsenal, uh, they've had one game against a top six or a traditional top six opponent so far, haven't they? Um, they have struggled to to get some of their wins, but a win, wins are a win. Um, I, I don't think there are many non-Arsenal fans who really think that they have got what it takes to 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 go the full uh, the full season and, and really be uh, competing for the title. Um, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, Liverpool and Chelsea. Well, Chelsea are in in, in a lot of reorganisation, aren't they? Liverpool too, uh, but I do think that they'll they'll get some form. Um, but I just when you sort of look at the squad, you look at the development, you look at the quality of City's sort of buying, and of course the, the Haaland thing, which we we hope will go on and on. It, it's I, I personally don't see anybody who I don't think we're going to win it by ten points, but I don't see anybody coming that close to us, to be honest. And I think if we can get a good set of league wins now up to the break before the World Cup, I think we'll be well placed to 
to to um to you know to to complete the job in the second half of the season. But that's how I feel. Well, for, for all any City fans that harbour any doubts, play back what Spencer's just said over and over again to reassure yourself it's all going to be fine. Is is that where you're coming from, Edward, on this? Or are Arsenal a, a threat? No, I think I'm in the same place. I mean, hats off to Arteta. He has done a fantastic job at Arsenal. I remember when he went there, they were really in the doldrums and he had a bit of a, a sticky start. But their recruitment, to be fair to them, uh, has been a pretty good. They've had some more money thrown, thrown at their, their recruitment than they've had for some time, but we did, we did, we've given them a helping hand, uh, which um, I still think we've come off better um, through, through the whole uh, uh, transfer window. But uh, so they're in a rich vein of form. Uh, they've got their confidence up. Uh, they haven't got any major injuries at the moment. And as Spencer said, they haven't been severely tested by a succession of top six matches. So I don't think that they'll, uh, stay the course, uh, either because uh, their their form dips, or they have some uh, off days, uh, or they have some injuries. But ultimately, I would be surprised if we end up with as little as eighty three points, which is an amazing thing to say uh, when we used to be happy with forty. But um, I, I think um, we'd be nearer the the sort of late eighties, early nineties this season. I think we should be far enough ahead of, of uh, the rest to make that uh, another winning season. I do think Spurs uh, are looking a much stronger outfit um, as well. Uh, Conte does have the ability to put a bit of steel into and backbone into the team. And so I wouldn't discount them, but uh, ultimately they will lose enough games and draw enough games not to end up uh, at the the summit. And Liverpool, uh, I didn't think they were going to be as good this season and that's starting to be played out, but they're still going to be ones that we have to watch very closely. And we'll come on to some other teams in a minute, I'm sure. There's, there's, there's nobody else. <laughs> Surely, Edwards. We're not. We're nobody not of substance left, is there? <laughs> <laughs> there were relegation fodder only a month ago, and that was my. I, I was particularly enjoying that. Um, but you're right. Yes, we will come on to them because we can get back to the excitement of watching City this weekend. Um, uh, of course, it's a Manchester derby, uh, first one of the season at the Etihad uh, on Sunday. I think it's a two o'clock kickoff. Um, the derbies have been a bit strange, really, in the last few years, because despite the fact we've been streets ahead of them in so many ways and had some amazing performances in derbies, um, we've had quite we've struggled at the Etihad. You know, we've not always won at the Etihad. We've had some defeats. So, um, you know, it's not it's not a game that's. As easy, and you know, let's be fair. They've they've improved from their shocking start. Um, how do you see the game panning out, Spencer? Do you think City are so much better than United that everyone performs well? It's a straight, well, a straight, fairly straightforward win. Or do you think they still pose a threat? No, they do pose the, pose a threat. Uh, I mean, the, the, these games are always unpredictable, aren't they? Because um, you, you know you can look at, uh, 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 at the paper form, you know, and, and say that City should win. They should win this game. You know, we're at the Etihad. Um, we've got a stable team. United's team are in transition. They've made some really interesting signings, haven't they? I don't know. Maybe Casemiro will be making his full debut. Um, you know, they've got some good players and they, they should they could and should be up for for the match. Um and especially after the international break. I think I think we're all really missing Premier League football and having to sort of tolerate the, the lower standards of international football, to be honest. Um so we're excited for the game. Uh, City should have enough, but it's it's unpredictable. 
uh, and they do have uh, match winners on their team. Um, but these are always exciting times. I mean, we've, I was just reflecting on some of it. We, we might talk about some of the past performances in a while, but but there's been some great derbies, and I think it's it's got the potential to be uh, a good, exciting match. Looking forward to it. Well, well, we'll come back to some good derbies in a minute, Spencer, because um, as you're, you're right, there's been plenty. But Edward, do you think this is a a fairly routine home game for City, or are you worried about the threat that United pose? I think it's a bit of an unknown quantity because there's been so much churn and change in their team from last season where in both games home and away, uh, we were so dominant uh, against them, apart from the uh, lucky Sancho goal, albeit he killed it quite nicely into the corner. Uh, we were we were all over them and it was in, particularly at Old Trafford, it was actually quite embarrassing how easy it was. But um, as Spencer alluded to, they've got quite a few new players who we haven't played against before. We got had a habit of when we've let one goal in against United, they've got maybe one or two more, uh, a little spree and where we perhaps lost concentration, a bit of belief. So that is potentially on the cards. But on the other hand, I do think one or two of the new players that we've brought in this season make us even more of a threat uh, than we were last season, particularly if the De the, the Bruyne, Haaland, uh, sort of loving and um, uh, assists party continues then we should have enough goals to, to beat them. But we definitely have to be on our game and not get into that sort of habit of if one goal goes in, we then give another one away. So the where I'm really interested is what the defence lineup is that Guardiola puts out. Is he going to go for all-out attack or is he going to try and put a, a bit more uh, of a brick wall to, to try and beat some of the pace that United got up front? Yeah, and bear, bear in mind they usually... Well, certainly against us in recent seasons, when they've done well against us, they've done it playing counter-attacking football. Where, where, where are you leaning to in terms of what defensive lineup would make sense, Edward? Uh, well, I mean, I think you have to play partly to form, and the the the, the really um, unanticipated bonus that we've had through the transfer window is, I think, it was he thirteen or fifteen million is a kanji. Uh, I mean, where did he come from? Uh, <laughs> I hadn't heard of him, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, great aficionados of the game knew everything about him on all his stats, but he's just seamlessly slipped into, into the team to the point where he's almost first choice. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether, whether he gets the nod uh, and, uh, and whether Stones uh, gets in the team in, in one position or another. Uh, clearly, Rodri will be, um, be at the back there. Uh, to try and uh, to just mark marshal the, the midfield and and uh, to link with the defence, um, but I think he will probably go with uh, Cancelo left back and then his two best centre backs that he thinks are available uh, and and Walker at right. I, I, but you know uh, I've been wrong many times before. It's an interesting point you raise around Akanji because you're, you're right. I don't think many of us, if, if we'd heard of him, it was sort of vaguely remembering a bit of commentary on a Borussia Dortmund game. Um, <laughs> And I certainly didn't expect him to just suddenly be starting games for City. And, it, 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 you know, he's he has performed fantastically. So Pep and the team did, you know, obviously did a good job of scouting and, and, and recognising that he would fit seamlessly into City. Um, so it, 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 
it wouldn't be a surprise if he does start him on Saturday, on Sunday. Laporte should be fit, although I suspect he won't be started since it will be the first game of the season. But would you expect Akanji to almost be the first centre back on the team sheet, Spencer? And and if so, who who might he be paired with then? Well, look, I've, I've given up sort of second guessing Pep ever since he played Alex <laughs> Kolarov in as a centre back and God knows what else. And <laughs> I think Pep is such a clever manager that we 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 all try and second guess and we generally get get it wrong don't we I mean what we don't know really Akanji has, has played fantastically well hasn't he I was worried when they said that his uh, his debut was uh, the best since Eliakim Mangala and we know what happened, <laughs> what happened there he had an amazing debut he looks fabulous God knows where the scouts get the get a player like him from because he's fabulous uh but you don't know you know is pep bedding the player in giving him that vote of confidence saying you're here to be a fundamental part of the squad um you know you i'm going to run you for the first three games you know and he's performed mm-hmm. and run him on or you know would bring D- you know the thought that ds would be on the bench as a as a centre-back was unheard of wasn't it but there he was the other day so I, I honestly can't double guess it, but uh, I don't think he'll play Laporte if you know for, for fitness. Uh, he needs games. Um, um, I, I, I really can't second guess it. it well, I wouldn't, you'd be surprised if John Stones is right back again because he does. He's a, such an elegant footballer, and 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 um, you know he could be could be appropriate for for United. I, I, I yeah. couldn't. Yeah, no, you're right. We're all that, that, that is the theme of the Man City show is that we have to do lots of guessing um, because we do have a genius managing us, and most of the time he gets it right, and when he doesn't, he gives us plenty of material for the next show. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and Aki, we haven't mentioned Aki. He's had a good start to the season. Um, I think is really highly regarded by you know. We seem to be very fortunate in terms of having five high quality centre backs from a position not that long ago, where it felt like we had one and a half. So I, I, any of those combinations don't fill me with dread and fear um, in the way that perhaps some previous combinations did. Um, and and. Up front, of course, we've we've managed to do a whole show without focusing too much on the god that plays at number nine for us. But um, Erling Haaland against Martinez. Apparently, last time uh, Borussia Dortmund played Ajax, Martinez had Haaland in his pocket, allegedly. Um, that's going to be quite interesting, isn't it? Mr. Five Foot Eight against Mr. Six Foot Whatever Haaland is. Edward, are you looking forward to seeing Haaland batter Martinez into submission? <laughs> well, it's going to be potentially pretty tasty, isn't it? Uh, I mean, the, the way it's going at the moment, we essentially start 1-0 up if Haaland's on the pitch, um, such, such as his uh, ridiculous uh, goal ratio, which he's, he's kept going. It'd be quite interesting to see how United try and play him, whether they do the man marking, whether they uh, try and sort of push him uh, away from the centre, which is where he makes uh, most of his uh, his runs and where he causes most damage. Uh, try and be a bit cute with him. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, we will find uh, him in the right place if we put the ball in, um, in, in the right, in the right uh, uh, path from uh, from the normally from the byline and what's interesting i saw uh, another stat saying compared with last season we're putting in less crosses but our success rate is much higher and that has to be down to to the particularly the de bruyne harland uh, axis uh, that the two seasons before this season de bruyne's assists actually dropped a little bit off and um, that's partly to do with sergio not being there not having a striker to aim for but they're much uh, up much higher up where they used to be uh, this season, if not uh, one of his best seasons. So 
I think uh, Haaland will be, if not the uh, the danger man in the box, he will also be such a worry for United that he'll create other space for the likes of Foden, Grealish if he plays, Bernardo, Morris if he plays, which will also play into our hands. So it's every way you look at it, I think they've got a pretty unenviable task trying to control Haaland throughout uh, the whole game. And he doesn't normally play 90 minutes. So he, he, it was we've seen with hat-tricks so far this season, he can sometimes just need 20 minutes and he's finished the game off. So uh, even if they just uh, lose him for a, a few minutes during the game, that could be curtains. And, and one of the players that I want to ask you both about as well is, is uh, Alvarez, who... And it reminded me when Spencer made the very good point around Kanji just being bedded in quickly by Pep and told, I've got confidence in you, you, you know, you're going to play. Um, that isn't quite the same approach that he's taken with Alvarez, although Alvarez, I think, has come on in pretty much every game. There might be one game he didn't come on, but he's certainly making a contribution and is already becoming a bit of a cult hero with City fans. Is, is the derby on Saturday, on, I keep saying Saturday, Sunday, is the derby on Sunday um, a game at, at home, a game where Alvarez could start with Haaland? Well, I, I would I would love that. Honestly, before before the season started, I was as excited to see Alvarez as Haaland. And as incredible as Haaland is, I'm, I would love to see Alvarez get more pitch time because he is an outstanding player. I mean, there's a lovely cameo at the end of the Dortmund game where he sort of tipped it over the oncoming defender. I, just, I wish that had gone in, you know, and it just the keeper saved it. But, I mean, he is quality. Uh, and I think he's also been nurtured at River Plate before he joined City in the same way as Foden was. You know, this the, Julian Alvarez, he's he's ready to go. I think he's a thoroughbred, I really do. Uh, and it's simply the fact that he's surrounded by all these wonderful players that he's, he's being, you know, um, sort of uh, bled into the team, if you like, rather than a, a, a starter. But I, I, would, I would reckon... By the time we reach the second half of the season, he will be in the team uh, as a sort of quasi first choice. And I'd love love to see him uh, start the game. I don't think he will, but I'd love to see him get some pitch time uh, in the derby. And, and are you excited by Alvarez? Do you, would you, Edward, would you start him on, on Sunday? Well, if, if like me, Sarah, you have some Sergio withdrawal symptoms and you're looking for another Argentinian, a, sort of, you know, a, a little uh, sort of Rottweiler who can... Uh, just bounce off people and has incredible ball skills and balance and an eye for goal, then we've probably got the next best or closest thing in Alvarez. I just, uh, similar to Spencer, I've just been blown away by uh, watching him. Uh, the, the game when he scored two goals, I know Harlan got the plaudits by getting the hat-trick, but just the quality of those goals, uh, his attitude, uh, his stamina for someone of his age, he didn't look overawed by the occasion. I think we've got an absolute gem in Alvarez and I think Pep's doing the right thing by bringing him into the team gently, a little bit like he did with Foden. Perhaps he'll do it a little bit quicker, though, I think, with, with Alvarez. He's probably a more finished product than when Foden first broke into the first team. And I, I think it would be uh, a potentially another masterstroke from Pep to, to play Alvarez alongside uh, Haaland. I don't think United will expect him to do that. They've never played against Alvarez before. They don't know necessarily how good that we know he is. And he just gives, I think, us something different uh, that is quite, quite unexpected. And the fact that he also scores goals, he's probably proven that in a very short space of time, suggests that he is definitely going to be someone that we at City are going to take to our hearts, like we did with Sergio. Uh, whether he'll get as far as having a statue uh, outside the ground, I don't know. But he's, 
going back to your excitement theme, he's a very, very exciting player. And I'm delighted that he's uh, signed for City at the age that he has because we're going to see the best of him, I'm sure. Fantastic. A a seamless mention there of the word excitement, Edward, which, as you rightly say, is the theme of today's show. And of course, as we all know, um, Pep doesn't pick a team until he's listened to the Man City show. So it's three very clear votes for Alvarez to start or certainly to play a significant amount of time on uh, on Sunday. But let's let's see what happens, Um, which brings me to the sort of final task we have, which is, of course, to uh, do a bit more guesswork, Spencer, and, and offer some score predictions for the game on Sunday. So I know you oh. love a guess, Spencer. Go on. What's the score going to well, be? I've just, I've just watched the 2011 6-1. I've just watched the 2002 Sean Gota knocking a couple in for a 3-1 win. So I'm going to go somewhere. I think there will be goals in this game. I'm going to go, I think City, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 3-1 City. I, I, is, is that how you spend all your time, Spencer, re-watching old Derby victories? All <laughs> my most exciting and pleasurable time, yes. <laughs> it's a completely normal thing to do, Spencer. You carry on. Um, 3-1 says Spencer. What do you say, Edward? Well, touching on what I said before, that we often give a goal away against United. I'm thinking that, yes, they probably may get one in the back of our net uh, by luck or by judgment, um, but we're going to have too much firepower. You know, I'm going to go 4-1. I'm going to go big. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. Well, I, I'll bring a bit of balance then. I'll, I'll, be the, I'll be the ever pessimistic City fan. I do think we'll win. I do think we'll let in a goal, but I'll go for a very modest 2-1, hopefully one each for Erling and Julian. That would be good, wouldn't it? Um, like that. So let's bring the show to a close. It's been really good to talk to you both. So um, let me say thank you to Spencer Debson and to Edward Timpson. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.